Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this first Sunday in Lent. And as we come, we pray that the word preached will speak to us and that we will be drawn closer to you, that the word will speak into the areas in our lives where we need to turn more towards you, where we need to break away from certain things. Come, Lord, and speak and revive us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. <clears throat> Blessed Lent to you, a holy Lent to each and every one of you. I'm sure during the New Year's uh, celebrations and on New Year Eve, we all would have our New Year resolutions, you know. And then by the time you come to Lent, I don't know about you, and I'm saying to myself, thank God there is Lent because uh, the, right the moment after I made my New Year's resolution, it went out of the window. <laughs> And Lent gives me uh, uh, an opportunity to have to turn around to repent of my sins. <laughs> the topic for today is uh, turning points and breaking points. And uh, I will be focusing on the passage, the gospel passage, Matthew chapter 16, verses 13 to 19. Let me start by asking a few questions. Um, do you remember the first time you knew Jesus was your Lord and Savior? Do you remember that moment? Do you remember when you have accepted him as your Lord and Savior? Knowing that he is Lord and Savior is one, but to accept him is quite another. There is a qualitative difference there. A greater degree of commitment, a greater degree of uh, understanding, a greater degree of uh, intimacy with the Lord. Let me put the same question slightly differently. When was the first time God has revealed himself to you? How did he reveal himself to you? What? effect did it have on you? The difference between the first round of questions and the second round of questions is the focus. The first round is we have weighed all the uh, <coughs> pros and cons, uh, we have read all that we can and uh, we have uh, come to a conclusion. The second one is God has revealed himself to us. Of course, through the capacities, the intellect capacities that we have, and through all these things. And yet, if not for the fact that God himself has revealed himself to us with the faith and giving us the grace to have that faith, to make that jump, to know that he is God and Savior, but to accept him as Lord and Savior, you need that grace. And those are turning points and breaking points in our lives. Such instances are dramatic turning points to the believer. 
the believer commits to follow Jesus, it is also a breaking point. The believer commits to turn away from sin. So let's look at Matthew's gospel. Matthew starts his gospel uh, with the genealogy uh, of Christ's birth. Okay? And his main aim is to present Jesus as Israel's Messiah. We read the wise men pay homage to Jesus at his birth. John the Baptist baptizes Jesus. And then the heavens are ripped open at the baptism. Uh, asunder and Jesus coming down. As if, like in Isaiah, uh, the prayer, the heavens uh, are ripped open and God comes down to do his work. Uh, the heavens are torn asunder, ripped open, a ripping experience. And then he is driven to the uh, uh, wilderness where he is tempted. And in that hot, lonely place, he gave the devil a roasting on his own temptation. And then he comes out of the wilderness preaching, healing and delivering. And we find, and I will say, he, he was roaring like a lion to roar the kingdom of God into the lives of the people. The kingdom of God. He was coming out roaring preaching, teaching, healing, and delivering people uh, from uh, uh, all kinds of illness and, 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 and demon possession. And so we find the kingdom of God already, <clears throat> not only just embodied in Jesus, but through his ministry, the kingdom of God can be seen already bursting forth. And now we come to the turning point in the gospel of uh, Matthew. And Jesus now asks two questions. Who do people say I am? All these things have happened. People have been observing. What do you make of it? This demands a response. This demands an answer. In the same way, for those of us, as we observe, when Christians, as a, as a church, as a group of believers who gather together, who embody this, 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 this uh, good news of our Lord Jesus Christ, uh, and who embodied this, and, and, and the power of God uh, flows through this community, uh, and it demands a response from society. What, what do you say of these people? What do you say of their ministries? It demands a response. Yeah? And so likewise, uh, a time has come, a momentum has picked up in the Gospel of Matthew as you read, uh, as you read the Gospel of Matthew. And the momentum has picked up. Uh, the, the, the feeding of the 4,000, the feeding of the 5,000, the stilling of the storm, uh, the healing of the people. You know? So it demands a response. You know? And so Jesus was very good. So first he says, he tells his disciples, who do people say I am? So there is a need to be aware of how are people perceiving, uh, perceiving uh, uh, Jesus? How are people perceiving this, this, this uh, good news that we have to say? We have to say uh? So in, in this context, we find that Jesus is saying, who do people say that the Son of Man is? 
note, he didn't say, who do people say I am? <laughs> he didn't say that. Huh? He said, who do people say the son of man is? Because that is the common denominator. Uh, people can, can identify with it. So he doesn't divide on the first question itself. He doesn't divide, you know. He just say, who do people say that son of man is? You know, so that's a common denominator. People can, can, ah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. So they say, yeah, some said John the Baptist. Well, they, some believe he has come back from the dead and maybe Jesus is one of them and that's the son of man. So even though Jesus didn't say, people are now making the connections. Elijah, Malachi chapter 4 verse 5, we find that on the last days, Elijah will come back. Uh, before the coming of the Messiah. Till today, the Jews are waiting for Elijah to come back before the Messiah comes back. Right? And then we find maybe it is Jeremiah. You know, Jeremiah, there's a, if you read the Apocrypha in the Bible, uh, the Apocrypha, and in some of the readings, you will find that uh, there, are, there is mention of Jeremiah, <coughs> excuse me, of taking the Ark of the Covenant and also the uh, altar of incense with him. And that these things will be produced when the Messiah or just before the Messiah is coming back. And so they say, maybe it's Jeremiah preparing the way. So these are all big compliments to Jesus. Huh? So, but Jesus was not impressed. <laughs> these are expectations of people. These expectations form wrong perceptions of the Messiah. This leads to the wrong understanding of the Messiah. So we have to ask ourselves, if Jesus is my Lord and Savior, what is my expectation of Jesus? Do I expect him to be a get-out-of-jail-free card? <laughs> you know, do I expect Jesus to be that? You know, uh, what, what do I expect Jesus to be? You know? And that has certain perceptions and, and therefore uh, it, 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 it raises certain way of following Jesus and worshipping him, which may not be entirely accurate. To be blunt, it is wrong. It is wrong. And so the disciples need a turning point and a breaking point. So much has been preached so much has been shared. So much has been embodied in Jesus' ministry and within himself. There needs to be a breaking point. I hope during Lent that you will consider these two words, turning points and breaking points. That you will seriously consider, read the word of God, and that you will pray, pray earnestly for these things. The second question, and then Jesus goes on to say, but... Who do you say, do you say that I am? Peter, we all know he, he got the right answer. Huh? We know that. Huh? You are the Christ, the son of the living God. This is a turning point for Peter. He has acknowledged Jesus as the Messiah and Jesus' divinity. It is, a, it is also a breaking point. It is a breaking point, breaking away from the Jewish understanding of the Messiah. And this is embodied by the Pharisees and the Jewish establishment of the day who do not recognize Jesus as the Messiah. They recognize, they are happy if Jesus is 
you know, a reincarnation or, or some form of John the Baptist. They're very happy to accept Jesus as uh, maybe Elijah come back and the spirit of Elijah on him. They're very happy to, to, to accept all this. But to accept this Jesus, this man whom they knew, a man from, from Nazareth, you know, uh, unacceptable to them. So for Peter to say such a dramatic thing, was a great turning point, but also a breaking point. I don't think Peter himself realized how big a breaking point that really is. Uh, how big a breaking point. But I thank God for that breaking point. Because you know, there need to be a turning point and a breaking point for the Christian community when, they, when the church in Jerusalem had to make a decision in Acts, huh, we read, had to make a decision. Do they want to accept the Gentiles, full-blown Christians into the community? Must the Gentiles be circumcised or not? And so the breaking point and the turning point. So Peter sided with Paul. And that swung the, the cause of the church and they, they said, yes, you only need Christ. You know? And so that turning point and breaking point at the beginning here, when, when Peter was, was, uh, said those things, uh, is something that God has prepared him for greater ministries. So reflecting upon your own breaking point, your own turning points, to pray, to give thanks, to, to, to look at the word of God and to align yourselves more and more is something very, very profitable because you never know how the same turning points and breaking points will prepare you for greater ministry, for greater opportunity to speak of the gospel, to bear witness to the gospel. So I would urge you in the spirit, uh, in, in, in the season of Lent, uh, specifically, to, to explore this. Even, you know, the time that I accepted Christ as my Lord and Savior, you know, that was a turning point. But it was also, was there a breaking point? Or the times when I was broken, my brokenness, did it cause me to turn? So my brokenness was actually a turning point. And as a result of that, did I break away from certain things. And this reflection and awareness and giving thanks to God is a great spiritual discipline. And I hope uh, this will inspire you to look at these things, to explore these things. Huh? And so we find that uh, uh, Jesus' uh, response to Peter's assertion is uh, tremendous. Huh? Because you must remember that this was not the first time that the disciples, uh, ac uh, ac um, the dis disciples express who Jesus Christ is. In Matthew chapter 11, verses 25 to 27, we read, uh, At that time, Jesus declared, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and understanding and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for such as your gracious will, 
All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal Him. And so this revelation that God revealing who He is to believers, to Peter, was purely an act of grace, that God is the one who, who, who said that. And, 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 and Jesus recognized it. And so he says, Blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. So God has revealed. So that's the first thing. And the confession that Jesus is the Son of God, when you look at Matthew chapter 14, verses 33, and when you look at that passage, you know, and this is after the stilling of the storm. Right? Jesus stilled the storm. Okay? And when they got into the boat and the wind ceased, and those in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. So here you have, before chapter 16, right? the disciples have said, You are the Son of God. But they didn't get any uh, brownie points, huh? you know, those days when I was young, in Sunday school, you get a right answer, they give you a star. And then they put, no, how many stars you got? No, you get excited. Okay, one more star, one more star, you know? Okay, you know, they didn't get any stars there. I wonder if they were disappointed, you know? <laughs> but at, at this point, you know, Jesus uh, does uh, say, yeah? And, 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 uh, and lo and behold, he got the brightest star. <laughs> You know, and so you ask yourself, or I, 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 res, I reflect on myself, you know, what is that difference, you know? And I guess some of the thoughts that come to my mind is that, you know, sometimes certain things happen and we are taken up emotionally. Oh, Jesus is God. Oh, Jesus is really, really true. <laughs> but there are times where there's a qualitative difference. When God himself has revealed to you that knowing, that assurance of faith, that assurance that my sins are forgiven, that assurance truly Jesus is God, that kind of assurance only God will give and it's only revealed. So as I reflect on these two things that has happened before this, this, this passage, then we look afresh at what Peter's confession mean to us. So I leave my uh, sharing and sermon at this point. Uh, there is much to be said about the rock. <laughs> There's much to be said about on this rock shall I build my church. Uh, and there's much to be said because uh, in the New Testament, this is the first time the word church is used, Iglesia, on this uh, rock, I will build my church. Uh, there's much to be preached on. But to bring the focus to Peter's confession and just to stop there and to challenge ourselves that we need to look at our own turning points and our own breaking points. We need to look at the moments when we were broken either through illness, through uh, un, uh, unattained expectations, uh, to, because of broken promises, uh, uh, because of our own uh, uh, weakness and the brokenness that is there and, and, and how uh, 
God revealed himself and that was a turning point for us. And then that caused us to break away from certain habits, from certain ways of being and draw us closer to God. And then to look to God on these things. For God himself will reveal and God in his grace will lead us and present us faultless. And he will present us faultless when God comes. He will do it. And so, like Peter, we just come and we are ever so thankful. Let us pray. Father, for word preached, we are grateful and thankful. Break us, mold us, draw us closer to you, that we may truly become more and more like you, that the world may believe. And as in Matthew, towards the end, and you gave all authority for, to the disciples and say, go, go, preach the word, baptize, baptize them in the name of the Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Go and preach the word, go. May we fulfill this great commission May you come as you came to Peter and the disciples. Continue to be with us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.